Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind plays these tricks on Welcome to episode 92 of Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner. The usual three live in session, Mr. Steve Sparling. Hey. And uh, the Mr. Nathan Barden. Used to call him the mountain goat. Now we're calling him the child track race slayer <laughs> after this weekend's 1500. Jesus. Doubled the average bit. height. Then not have the entrance. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that in a bit. But, um, yeah, we missed you. Last week, Steve, you were away for the um, Jack Rayner interview. What have you been up to, mate? Uh, just logging. I just did pretty good few weeks. I did like I think three weeks of sixty-seven k's, and this week we've got eighty-eight. I think, and now it'll be taper until GC twenty-five k at the GC fifty next next Sunday. What do you so, reckon your um your fitness is at? Like, because you've sort of bounced back from that injury pretty quick, but you haven't really had a great prep. Oh, yeah, I think I'm all right. I just haven't sort of had the usual um haven't I just haven't had those usual runs that I was doing consecutively. I was going out to Brighton early on Sunday and doing my long run and running with the boys. And a couple of weekends there in a row I've just faded and I've been the last of the group back. Um last week I went as I was running with you last week two weekends ago and there's no need for to run like four minute paces. I'm not going to be running that over 25 K, but yeah, um, the boys really love to ramp it up. Joel, Joel Murray and Claire and I think Taz and everyone, they all took yeah. off. We're going, what are we doing? You're, you're getting worried about getting in trouble, getting that email. You're going, Oh man, I'm going to get an email off. Paul is just going to slay me. Hey, what the, what the bloody hell are you doing? Just so that everyone knows, I didn't tell you that. Did I? But I did get an email off Paul saying, like, <laughs> I remember you, you were saying it during the yeah. run with about three K to go. What am I doing? What are we doing? Bloody so, hell. You know, you just remember your easy runs are for easy pace. Yeah. Like, don't get carried away. I was like, I wrote him back an email and said like, yeah. all right, man. I literally just said that to Steve when it was, yeah. when it was happening. But yeah, I was the same, man. I was like, um, at, in the instance, it'd be good if it wasn't, coming up to a race to just to push hard, which most probably will do just outside of running races and stuff, just ramp it up for a bit of fun. But when you're not training and you're coming back from an injury, there's no need to go beyond that sort of 420 paces is moving pretty hard um, over 20, you know, 20 odd K. But I think, I feel like um, that weekend I was better. I, I wore the new Vaporfly threes. Did you remember that? Yeah. I had the new Vaporfly threes on. And they felt really good, eh? That was only my second run in them, so yeah. Are you going to race in those? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to race in them. Nice. I, that was just uh, I did 10k on the Friday, and then on that Sunday I did the 21k. So I just wanted to make sure they felt right over the distance. But did you have Vapor Twos? Any of the other Vapor Flies? Yeah, I got two of the yeah. Vapor Two series. Yeah, both mine are really good. So, what do you think on the uh, comparison of the Vapor Two to the Vapor Three? The Vapor Three has a like a, a lot bigger stack under the um the forefoot. I don't know. I showed you briefly, Steve, the height at the sort of right on the ball of your foot. It's probably got another centimeter. I reckon, like at least it feels that way and it looks that way. Like just that little bit of cushioning that you have in the Vapor Twos when you look at the side profile. 
it's a really big stack um, on that forefoot. But apart from that, they feel much the same. They're, they're heaps lighter for my size. Um, that was the first thing I noticed. They just pick them up. They don't weigh anything. But I weighed them in comparison to like the Vapor 2s in the same size. And that, that that's weighing a pair of Vapors that has almost 600 Ks on them. They weigh 255 grams. And the brand new Vapor 3s weigh 241. Oh, wow. So it's a big drop in weight. Um, the material they're really open weave too like i don't think they're going to be hot shoe like you could probably wear them in the peak of summer and i reckon they wouldn't sweat so much either because they breathe you know like they've got these huge holes i imagine they're going to be like really nice and cool to run in like um without sort of getting hot or anything but still feel like this a lot of people have said i think even taz a few weeks back said that the first ones were the best second weren't as good i don't i've never had the first one so i sort of can't compare that but they're definitely better for me um compared to the twos they just feel really fresh out of the box though so be interesting to see how they feel after a couple hundred k's in them but it should be good it'll be it'll be a good race if anything having those light shoes on in the heat um when you're sort of feeling a bit tired is going to be the best thing i reckon awesome mm. but yeah just um, just finished off 88k week so that's pretty good yeah cool shit 88k mm. Oh mate, you're you're back. You got no issues. Yeah. Hey, hey, shout out to Taz. We um we run a few times together this week because last Sunday he did 95. Two Sundays ago, he goes 95 k. That's my biggest week for a while. I said you get 100 easy. And at the start of the week, it was like, yeah, I might be able to keep up with him. But um, come work, work got me later in the week, and it gets too hard. No, but I think on Thursday I messaged him and said, oh, we're both sitting on um. 50 Ks after four days. We did a double run day together on Wednesday, went down to that Wednesday Warriors at Sweeney's Reserve. Um, and then Thursday, I messaged him in the afternoon going, you'll get, because he goes, I just want to get to 60 by the end of the week. And I think we were both on 50 on Thursday. I said, you'll get it easy now. Because then he goes, I've got a 30 K event on Saturday, that Lulumons thing that he was at. That was oh, huge. Yeah, yeah. So many people. And on the Friday too, they got up at, I think, it was a 3.30 start in at Kangaroo Point there. They did another, it's called the Milk Run or something. He did like 10, a 10K event out there. So by come, so you say from Thursday, I finished on 88. He finished on 110. <laughs> so that's all these smash and extra, you know, 22Ks. But um, he finished his, on Saturday, he had 5K to go. He just finished it, 35Ks on Saturday. He did a he did after that thirty k run at like five minute average or something. He did a nineteen thirty five k to finish off the hundred k week. Crazy, yeah, man. I think he did a hundred and ten. Yeah, he finished on hundred and ten. But that was always his plan, just to do a nice easy ten recovery on Sunday for his bright and early group. But yeah, he got there so quick. It's amazing. And he goes, I reckon he got fitter and felt better as the week went on that second week 95 to 110 he just felt stronger and stronger every day so man it's good. he's like um improving so much like imagine what he'll do next year over the marathon and the oh. um 5k 10k all that yeah but even adding that running part of his um training into his triathlon he wants to do another triathlon uh sorry iron man next year so having that distance in his legs and being able to run hard over that whole marathon he's only got to do the other ones you know swimming he's not his best event but i think he's still pretty okay at it because he then gets out of the water and just smashes the bike and then he'll smash the run to finish i imagine he'll chew up all the 
the placings later in, the, in an Ironman. I reckon he'd pass so many people towards the end of those, given that he can run so so well. Yeah, for hey, sure. Yeah. Hey, Rachel Mill, we've um, had her talk about her on the show. She runs that Wednesday Warriors. She picked up Strider's, um, I think it was uh, coach's choice for, for training nights or whatever during the week. Yeah. Shout out to her. That's pretty cool. It's more than showing up. You really got to sort of put in big efforts. Eh? And she does, I think, from yep. what I've seen on Strava. I voted her and Jen. I said they both um, absolutely smash themselves every Tuesday night at the mill. Yep. Like literally her and Jen were a tie for me because they, they just train so hard. Like when everyone else is sort of taking it easy, they're just... Yep whether they've raced on the weekend or what, but, um, Rachel would run an ultra and then she was there on Tuesday night, like mm. running like K reps hard as she could. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's why she's been doing so well. Like she's so dedicated, yeah. like, improving all the time. Yeah. She's always in the gym too, which is pretty cool. Yep. Something I don't do, but she's always doing strength work as well on top of all that. I think I've like caused myself a slight injury from working out in the garage, like sort of like pinch something in the, in between my like shoulder blades. It's not like hurting my running or, or work or anything, but it's just annoying me. Mm. It's like, I reckon I've like just strained something. It's, it's really pissing me off. But um, yeah, that's my dilemmas with the gym, but I'm still hooking into the gym at home. Mm. At least twice a week. Yep. I'll quickly talk about what I've been doing and then we'll get into your um track race, Nath. Cool. That's good. Um yeah, I well, I I had that shocker at the at the um the track, the five K race. And um then there was like I was trying to get a group together to go down to this this like relay on the Gold Coast on Friday night. It was the on running uh, 5k relays and um, I just couldn't get anyone up for driving down there. You were sort of keen, Nath, but you were worried about the traffic. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Clive, I knew that Clive had a few teams entered and I, and I said, mate, if anyone pulls a pin, let me know I'm keen. So um, literally two days later, he sent me a message and said, man, he's still keen to run. One of our guys has pulled the pin. So I was like, yep. So they had three teams. That's the Bush Turkey Track Club. They had three teams at a, like the elite team. Then they had like sort of an elite mixed team, like two girls, two boys. And then the third team was the one I was in. That was with um, Jamie DeRoy, you know, RVP Socks. Yeah. Um, and a couple of the other boys. I can't think of their names off the top of my head, but that was, man, that was a great event. And um, like, just everyone there afterwards was just buzzing. Like we were all just so stoked to be a part of it. The Bush turkeys actually took the whole thing out. They won the, they won the elite race. So they mm. all won a pair of, um, on running, uh, super shoes. Well, it was a shoe of their choice basically. So you just pick whatever you want. Um, uh, the, then the mixed team won the mixed event yep. and, um, and I'm not sure where we came, but we did. We were like sort of like midfield, I reckon, our team, the third team. I think you got 11th. Well, yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's better than that because it was over 80 teams. But it was only really close between you 
from about fifth to eleventh is a really short distance between times. Yeah, yeah. had a quick look. I think you picked up eleventh. Man, it was um, it was like a pretty challenging course. There's a little bit of trail, and um, it's mostly footpath. It was like five k, so it's two two and a half k laps. You went sort of like on footpaths, and then you on the way back to the start area, you sort of diverted off through the bush a little bit. And it wasn't like full on hardcore trails, but it, cause it had been raining so heavy, there was like massive puddles in it. So you sort of had to run around the puddles. And by the time I was running, it was pitch black. So I had a head torch on, but my head torch was hopeless. Like, and, and also the organizers had put these massive lights on the ground to, to warn you that there was a puddle there, but they were so bright that it just blinded you. It's like oh. when you come in, like I was going like that, you know, trying to, so I could see if I was going to run into the water, but yeah, I got through that. So two laps, real bad wind. And I think my 5k split was like 1744, yeah, which I was right. pretty happy with because everyone reckons that they run a minute slower than what they normally would. So that would sort of put me around the, you know, just under 17 minutes. And I reckon that's pretty accurate. So I felt like I had a way better run than I did at the track. Just felt better all around. So um, that was good. And also I must say that the, on the actual night of the event, I didn't realize until right at the end when everything was getting packed up, but there was a big on running um, tent there and they had all blanks of their shoes that you could test. Like, you know, all the different models of shoes, they were just like blank. They didn't have colors on them and stuff. They were just like, um, what would you call them? Like proto, not prototypes, but just like blanks. Yeah. So like at the range. end of the night, yeah, like Clive and all those tried on the all the different shoes and took them for a run around the block and yeah. So funny. I, I think they've got that. that what yeah. have they got that with Sacconi at the beer mile? Oh, yeah, they have the yeah. same. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, it's mm. a pretty cool way for all the companies to get out there and show everyone what the range of shoes they have. Like and and not all shoes work with everyone, but it'd be good just to try them on. I've always said, how cool would it be if everyone had the same size foot? <laughs> Because then you yeah. could just go, hey, man, could I try your Nikes or could I try your whatever? But you know what I mean? This is another option that you could do. Um, I know I know. we were talking about it a few weeks back at one of the runs. Um, Adrian Seville, he's a nine and a half, ten on the upside, and his son's a ten and a half, but some shoes are tens. So they can actually borrow each other's shoes if it's the top and bottom end of their shoe sizes. Because some people like in that area, they have a half size up or down. And he goes, oh, wearing Matthews, um, you know, the Sakumi, you know, Adidas Sakumi pros or whatever, and then trying Matthews thing and then Matthews wearing his shoes and whatever. So that'd be pretty cool that you had someone that you could go, I'm going to buy a pair of Nikes, you buy them and we'll we'll swap them and see what they like. But but yeah, that's a perfect. I've, I've always wanted to do that. And that's the second sort of, Nathan just mentioned the beer miles doing the Sakoni um, range at that. And then you just now they're on running. So that's pretty cool. I reckon everyone should get on board. Definitely. I'll give um some of them Sakonis a, a try at the beer mile. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Do you reckon you um see if there'll be a lineup for the elites, I reckon? There's endorphin elites. Oh yeah. Yeah. You'd yeah. Get you'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Just quickly, you know, um, how they're all I know you look at the Rocket X, Nathan, those in, endorphin elites. I don't know what the price range, man. It's like three hundred and seventy-nine dollars. You reckon that'll be what oh, the, the, price of the, the hawkers will be? The hawkers. 
Yeah, the Rocket X2. Do you reckon that's the same price that they're going to bring out all these premium shoes now, like Nike Alpha Five Threes? What was the what? Yeah, the Alpha. Well, what were the the Vaporfly uh, Three first came out like three hundred odd. Yeah, three thirty. Yeah, and um, I reckon the Alpha Flies would be up there. And the other thing is with the Nikes, the Vaporfly Three, they haven't dropped the price. They've just been three thirty constantly right across since they released them. I picked mine up through Blue Mountain Running Company. Um, they had ten percent off store wide. It's one of the only ones I saw that included Nikes, so I got them for two hundred ninety six. But I think but that, if they can sell them for that, right, and then if they well if, if they sell them at that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the profit is because I just picked up for Rich Curtis. I was um, flicked through DFO again today and ASICS Nova Blast 3 down to $115 with 15% off. And he's a size 15. They had three pairs of shoes left. Two were a 15. One was a, an eight. So I Chris, Chris Curtis. Yeah, what did I say? Rich Curtis. Oh, Rich. Yeah, we'll call him Richie from now on. <laughs> <laughs> from the past. I was just thinking... <laughs> That's the same. Does Rich Curtis want a pair of running shoes for? He's like, just <laughs> never run a bath. Uh, and um, yeah, Chris Curtis, apologies. Sorry, and Rich Curtis is another one of our mates. He's definitely DJ. not a runner. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And um, so I messaged him. I said, you want him? And, and end up like, with the discount of $97.50. Oh, right. like, they, re- so they usually retail at $230. So if they can sell them for 97, they'd have to still be making some money on those. Yeah, wow. So, yeah. Yeah, Great. I was thinking, I was, I was just after a shoe for the GC50 event and um, just something new that had pop, you know what I mean? Um, and I wanted the Nikes, but they're never going to put them down in time. So but when they come across 10% off, you've got to take it, I guess. It's only $34 off the 330 or whatever. I'll have to have a look to see how many Ks I've done in my Alpha Flies. Two, because I reckon they've had it. Because the last two weekends I've run on them, like last weekend I did Saturday, Sunday, and this weekend I just did Sunday. My calves have been hurting the next day, and I don't, I wasn't getting that when I originally used them. Mm. I don't know if something's if they just they've had it or what. I'll have a look on my Strava to see how many um K's I've done on them, but don't know, something don't feel right in them, you know, like um, well, from the next day, you know, usually you're running these things. If you're fine. That's why I don't wear my Adidas only for race day. Yeah. I just don't want to screw them up. Yeah. I know, I know you've got a uh, purchase of the week, Nath, but whilst we are, yeah. um, whilst we're talking about shoes, I'm just quickly trying to bring it up now. I actually made a pretty wicked purchase this week. I got a message from the, from the boys. And they said, "Oh, look, the uh, Alpha Fly Ones are on sale on the on the website." I can't bring it up; my phone's stuffing up. But yeah, and I jumped on, and I was like, "Oh, they don't have the right sizes." But then I changed the color, so I got like the purple, sort of pinky purple color ones mm. for um, two fifty nine, I think it was. Yeah, nice. Uh, stoked, man! I was, you know, I've been banging on about that, like. On the show, and Alpha the Fly show. Ones, yeah. If you get, I could get another pair, I would. That's the colour I got. Yeah, just grabbed them off over the moon with that. Yeah, you can't, you can't sort of um. Once they're gone, they're not going to be, be around. So to get those now with the third edition coming out next year, that's a pretty good steal, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I was bloody happy with that. 
Yeah, that's still a hundred bucks off the original price, isn't it? Roughly. Yeah, I think I paid yeah. three seventy for my last pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these are the ones. So these yeah. are the these are the ones you like more anyway. You always said that toe box in the second ones were weird or something. I prefer the feel of the the second edition because the I don't need to change the insoles, but the first edition, the arch is terrible. Mm. So I have to put a different insole in. Yeah, but, sorry, uh, I, I, I cut you off when you were talking about the on racing and you were getting back into your week. <laughs> Steve. Oh, um, yeah, so so yeah, we did that relay and then um yeah, I haven't really done anything special. I had a bit of a like scare during the week. I went um to the striders on a Tuesday night to do my session. Um, this was the week just gone, and on the warm-up, I like my groin was really hurting. Like sort of right up deep in the groin, I was like, Oh man, this is not good. And it it did warm up a little bit, but when I finished the warm-up, I thought, I'm just gonna pull a pin here, like and just play it safe. So I stopped and um I just went home, had dinner, went to bed. And then uh Wednesday night I went for a jog and it had just completely gone. So I ended up doing my session on Wednesday night. Absolutely flew through the session too, I might add. It was um like like uh diminishing length reps with like increasing pace. Yeah. And I, I was just bang on every time, hitting the splits perfectly got got back and i was like man that was just so weird the only thing i can think of is maybe i bent down and picked something up funny at work and just sort of overstretched it but yeah that was a bit weird and then i um i went and run with the bush turkeys on friday morning um on there they've got like a track out at sort of like sandgate brighton area and it's like a, we did like a 20 minute threshold but it's like like gravel flat road and it's fully hidden and man i've never i didn't even know it existed but it's the greatest running track ever like it was just where's this like sort of maybe it's like it's like a wetlands area but like sort of in sandgate brighton area like sort of the you one part of it is on the gate like you're sort of running down the side of the gateway Like you can't, you can't see the gateway, but you can hear the cars whizzing past and you can see the, the, uh, you know, the road signs and that, but you know, if you're driving on the gateway, you wouldn't even know it's there. It's like full bush yeah. hidden sort of road. It's just mate. Awesome yeah. place to run. Those, Is it like those a 1k loop sort of about that? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, that was the loop we did, but it, it did go a bit further. There was extra yeah. parts to it that we didn't use. That 1k loops, the one where they do their, um, club time, time trial. So when they do the events that they put on, you can go along and try and beat the turkeys, you know. Um, they do the Ted's Mount South Smash, I think it's called. They go from the north side to south side. That was the other one. They did the 1K, um, I think it's called the Deegan Raceway, they call it. Yeah, they've got they've got one of them coming up soon, eh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know the one you're talking about. It sort of goes around sort of some sort of um, pond over there and then it's on the race course area side of it so on one side must be the race course and the other side's the highway so yeah there's highway there. there's like some weird like little lake in the middle of it yeah um but yeah what a oh, man those guys have got like some really good like running spots sussed out like mm. for all their sessions it's yeah just perfect but that was great um and then so there was most of them did the did the actual session 
Arvi and Leah McCarthy jogged because they were, well, Arvi's doing the GC50. So he was kind of starting his taper and um, Leah McCarthy was running at the track with you, Nath. Yep. Maybe that's a good like segue into your um your fifteen hundred. Right, yeah, mate. So um that's just because we've been doing the track sessions and um I was like I was just I was just enjoying running on the track, but I didn't really when you know you do the intervals, we don't give it a full send, you know, just like really test yourself. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I could go like under six minutes for a 1500 meters and i've not done i did 800 meters in my 20s i don't like that 213s fraser was running the same day for gc avionics um and um and then um i was i haven't done the 1500 since probably crystal palace like used to be the home of british athletics didn't it and we watched steve you would have been there we watched steve backley get the uh break the world get, record break the world record for the javelin I think 90 meters 98 i've got it on video and um and I was like, oh, I'd love to give that, just give the 1500 a crack. I just had a look and I joined Queensland Athletics and you can do like 12 bucks, you can do three events. I thought, oh, I'll just, just give it a go, you know what I mean? Like I was in the, I was just in the, in the mood for it and sort of while the motivation was there, I thought, oh, you know, give it a crack. And it's just open to all ages, isn't it? So um, and they seed it as well. Sorry, when we got there and uh, I seen everyone warming up, I was like, oh, man, thank God I ain't doing this. <laughs> it looked <laughs> painful, eh? Like, watching the guys warming up, I'm thinking, oh, shit, this, you just know it's going to be, it's going to hurt real bad, eh? Like, and, uh, yeah. but, man, and I love going out to watch the track. It's just, it's awesome. I was hoping we'd be on the big track, but we weren't. We were on the warm-up Cusack track. So sometimes they, they do have them in there on the big track. Anyway, um. And obviously, like the fast guys were the older ones in uh, the first heat, and then we sort of went, uh, which we would call elite. And then you just, I definitely wasn't elite. Um, and then I was just working it out. So, oh, maybe I can, if I go, what were we looking at? But well, 120 was would get you in at five minutes. And I thought, well, not, maybe I could get 530. And you know, you were saying, Steve, oh, I reckon you could, you go a lot faster than you thought. So, okay, let's go for like 519. Um, which is like 125 per 400, which um, is doable because we've been doing those sessions on the track, those 400s in 130. So, um, yep. Sorry, that first heat, the elite race, was won by a local guy called Peyton Craig. And uh, I'm not 100% sure on his time, but he he did a world... 340-something, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was 348. 348, I think, but don't quote me on that. But he, I know that it was a qualifying time for the University Games World Champs. I'll look yeah. at it. So, like, man, it was – I didn't even think he looked like he was trying to run fast. It just looked like he was trying to win because he just sort of, like, was cruising around and then with a lap to go, he just went for it and yeah. probably run like around 225 average. I don't know, man. It's so so quick. It's like one and a half times that. Was that three thirty-seven? So yeah, three thirty-seven. So what was it? Three forty. Three forty-eight, I think. So two twenty-six or twenty-seven. That's flying, man. It's yeah. It it's he's like a future star of um of athletics. Well, he's like a world-class triathlete for his age. Yeah. So like he can run as well. Like just incredible. So that was that was good to watch. 
Yeah. And, and why then, I've got, got yeah. the results here, um, that guy throwing the javelin was 72 metres 98, Liam O'Brien from Aspley Athletics Club. He actually launched that thing, didn't he? So everyone noticed it because everyone, <laughs> next best was like 49 metres. But that he just launched that thing and so stood yeah. there and all, didn't they, as it went through the... Um, through the air, but I'll give you the that uh time, Peyton Craig 346. Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah, that's yeah. close to it. He'd go, he could go sub sub four minute mile. Mm. Yeah, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Hey, what um how did your race go, Nathan, in regards to pace holding the pace? Did you start quick and or was it a constant sort of speed? Well, I went off and forgot to start my watch, so that really messed me up. I just sort of forgot about it and just but I could have really done with, but then Steve was shouting. I don't know if were you shouting out times. I don't know if you were, were you? No one was shouting at times. I didn't have a clue where I was, what I was doing. No, nah, but I, I had your, um, your first, first lap, lap was 76. 76. Yeah. And I, I should have, I think I was looking at staying at around that 125. So I was a good nine seconds faster than I should have been. And I felt it come that like third lap. Just the way um, up. Yeah, and it slowed. I was like, I looked down my watch, I was looking at the pace because I think I needed to be about 345k, didn't I? Actually, yeah. um, or something less than that. Um, but uh, the I just sort of like sort of went right, just hold it for that until you get for 300 to go, and then I can, you know, the bell went, I got to 300 to go. I've done four laps, uh, three laps, three and three quarter laps, and I had that last one, I just sort of Tried to give a bit of a kick coming down the home straight, but it was really hurting. And um, I then had no idea of what my time was until later on. And then I saw a five nineteen, which is what I sort of predicted I could do if I could do one twenty five per four hundred. We'll get you in at three at five nineteen. So I was absolutely over the moon that I got under five minutes thirty yeah. for fifteen hundred meters, um, which is th- averages three thirty three a k. Yeah, I think that's what I guess we had at Parkrun a couple of weekends ago. So, because when we did the all out 1200 meters at um, the yeah. crew track, I said nothing from that sort of time, not really too much changes unless you're doing constant. So, you only really sort of done speed, speed work now. So, that was a couple of years ago. Yeah, but over time, like you wouldn't be too much off that, you know what I mean? So, we worked it out mm. off your crit track time. And so, you, you'd easily get like around under 530. So probably yeah. put you in at about I said I guessed him at five twenty five or five twenty four, and then you end no. up getting five nineteen. Yeah. So I reckon I'd be interested if I'd gone a bit slow in those first first lap. Yeah. Say at one twenty five, then I think I would have had a little bit left for the sprint. Yeah. The end, but you know it's all good. Bit of fun. I thought you run really well because you sort would like. Your first lap's always going to be a bit quicker because everyone just jumps at the gun, don't they? And you just you've got to get you've got to go with them to sort of get in a decent position, or you end up in lane three on the first bend. So you've got to go a bit quick to get into a good spot, and then you yeah. you finish strong, like you finish really well the last two hundred, which it takes a lot of balls to kick when you're like you know you're absolutely cooked, and then you've got to like sprint sprint to the finish yeah. line. It's, and that was Matthew Jones, who Morton Bay Roadrunners, is it? Who won that? Oh, I didn't know he was from the Morton Bay Roadrunners. Yeah, he he, he was running. Guys, he too. was warming down with Liam, so he might. They must because he's bush turkey, and he so they must. Um, yeah, four forty six. But we, we were looking at um, 
We should put a photo up on the uh, Instagram page. When we were looking at the start list for your race, Nathan, it was like Nathan Barty, Nathan Barden, 49. And then it was like so-and-so, 11, so-and-so, 12, so -and -so, 16. And there was one, that guy who won it was what? He was 30? Was he 30? 29. 29, yeah. It was... Yeah, 12, 16, 13, 14. Some old geezer, 49. <laughs> yeah. But man, the um Liam McCarthy from the Bush Turkeys, yeah. he was in he was seated, unfortunately, in the fast race. And uh he took off and he was like last for the first tripped. couple of laps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He nearly tripped to like 10 meters from the start line. He's, yeah, he nearly went, nearly ended his race right there. Uh, it was a four nineteen. He was a minute on me. Yeah, Mate, he he ran twenty five years off the age. Him and uh, the other bush turkey, the female Cecilia, they both yeah. run really smart races. They they let the you know let the youngins go, and then just reeled them in, like reeled them in all the way. Yeah. Like Cecilia was last by like fifty meters at one point. And she really? ended up finishing so strong, she came fourth overall. Yeah. And Liam was eleventh. Like he finished just pretty, pretty so sure. Well. That tells you, didn't it? Run your own race. Yeah. Like just run your own race, and uh, the you know, like if the kids aren't that experienced at doing it, they'll all they, they go off a bit fast. The younger ones, and then slow down. I like to look at um the pace. Like there's Liam's pace so at the start boom he's out of the blocks and yeah. then he sort of faded a bit but then the second part if you take it back to like um like for the actual run he actually negative split it so the little block at the end would be the 500 the other one's the 1k and you can yeah. see that over the total distance of the race he started out fast but then still finished stronger than his first 1k does that make sense yeah it's awesome so yeah, run, eh? it would have been cool to watch because, like you say, he would have reeled in all those runners that were ahead of him. What what did he end up getting for the actual um for his event? Do you know? It's probably written in. But... The time he was he ran four nineteen and he was eleventh. Eleventh. There you go. Out of yeah. out of I don't know probably twenty people. I I'm not sure, but he definitely reeled a heap of people in. Yeah, and the other and the girl picked up fourth. Was it? Yeah. Wow. Just a brilliant run. But they, well they both just run so well. Like they just did, took it, took their time and just yeah. wound it up, wound it up, wound it up. Yeah, that's awesome. So well done, Liam and Cecilia. Yeah. Hey, while we're on the um, shouting out for people that aren't in the podcast and giving some local people some um, shout outs, Katie McLean, she um, competed in the fifth edition of the um, SEQ trail series two Sundays ago. Um, it was, hang on, it's just loading. It was Bayview, SEQ Bayview. Um, she picked up second place, so another podium. That's her fourth podium out of five events. Uh, she's absolutely flying. It was a, it was the long course. I think it was around 12K. It all depends on your watch and how the GPS picks up through the trees and stuff. But she, her average for it was four minutes, 48 a kilometer over 12Ks of trail. And she also set a 5K personal record during the run at 21.44 over 5K. And anything under five-minute Ks on trails is is moving. Yeah. So and I think she, she absolutely minutes. smashed seven Ks out, like really hard, all under five-minute splits. 
And some of them, like, really hard. She got, like, a 4 minutes 19, a 4 minutes 20, and a 4.09 during that set, so on the trails. So she was motoring. She picked up second place to Shana Marsh. She's a bit of a, a trail god, I think. Um, I don't know if anyone's going to beat her. I've been watching her training over the last – since the SEQ trail series starts, and she just smashes the elevation. I think that's key for her. She's just – the hills don't bother her. She just keeps keeps going. But um, she gets on that stair stepper and does these routines where she will do 30 minutes at one speed, have a three-minute break easy, and then go up to the next level and do another 30 minutes and just keeps just keeps going harder and harder on fatigued legs. I don't know if that's a key to it, you know what I mean? So she's preparing herself for these events, but um, just constantly runs trails. And But um, well done, Katie. Um, keen to see where she's going to go. She's yeah. probably just keep going with these podiums, I imagine. Hope she gets on, a few more firsts. Keeps on winning. Oh, not yeah. winning, but yeah, keeps on getting on the podium. That's Definitely. bloody impressive. Yeah. Any other international stuff, Steve? Oh, yep. Let, let's give um local legend this week to Ella McCartney. Um, you might remember Ella McCartney from the controversial Jetty to Jetty female podium this year. Um, she was, I think she was second overall, but bumped back to third originally but she ended up with second place. Uh, she ran the, well, her and Tim Vincent, they won the the state champs for the marathon at Gold Coast Marathon. I think that's how it worked. And then for winning the state champs, they, they got an entry and uh, all flights and expenses paid trip to do the Kobe Marathon. Now, um, Ella was fifth overall. She was fifth female in a time of 2.34.34, oh. which is an awesome time in itself, but she'd been crook as in the lead up to it. So her, her preparation was pretty, pretty bad. And um, yeah, I think she most likely picked up some prize money in that for that. So well done, Ella, um, local legend for you. But also Tim Vincent run two hours 12 for the oh. marathon. Like that's just... Oh, and yeah, that's just an amazing time. Um, yeah, I'm not sure on his position. Shit, sorry about that. Should have looked that up. But um, yeah, he was well up there as well. Um, yeah, Tim is you. You got to think that the the big dogs in the marathon in Australia must be looking at Tim Vincent, thinking, "Oh shit, this guy's up and coming." Hey, yeah, is he? Um, he's all distances. Eh? He's quick over shorter distances as well. Eh? Yeah. yeah, quick over five k. I reckon yeah. that's the it's like, it's like a key ingredient to being a quick marathon or I've just got this theory that if you can't run a fast 5k, your, your marathon time's not going to be as good as you hope for. Whereas the quick guys can always run a good marathon. Look at Ryan Gregson. Yeah. He's a quick, quick over the shorter distances. And now he's just run a really quick marathon. How old yeah. is Tim? Oh, young man, like 24 or something like. He's still at uni. Is he still at uni? We might even be, might even be 22, you know. We did have him on the show. He did tell So, us. yeah, I wonder if what he was, was he still at uni? Because he got a uni, did he get a uni games? No, I think he's just finished uni, hasn't he? Because he oh, started yeah. working. Yeah. I think, yeah. 212 is good because that'll get him a bit of notice now. Um, You know. How many Australians do we have that can run that sort of time? A few. A six, about six or something? Might, yeah, there might be 10, maybe. Yeah. Maybe ten. Still running. That can still do it. 
yeah, so who, yeah. who in the who in your out of the top of your head right now can you name that can run sort of like that time? So Liam, we, had a couple, we had a couple on, yeah. Liam, Brett, Jack, yeah. Andy Buchanan. Oh, Nick yeah. L's not that quick. Um is Nick Brett L's the, probably English, really. Is Brett the older end of those group though? Brett Robinson not is the really. older he's or still he... pretty young. No, he's, he's all right. Yeah. Um, oh, who else um, is there that was at, did uh, 159? Who else was um, did uh, Jack say? Oh, there was Pat Tiernan, but I'm not sure. I don't think he's ever run the marathon. He's just a uh, Joe McSwain, yeah. he's definitely not a marathon runner. Um, yeah. yeah. So we got, we got a pretty good class field for that sort of time, around that time. Yeah, yeah there's, there's like a load of them that are probably knocking on the 210 sort yeah. of door soon. Which is just insane, really. Ryan Gregson, what did he get? 214, Ryan Gregson got in Melbourne. Yeah, well. And that was only his, like, first marathon. Like, it's not really really being talked about too much. You give him a flat flat, uh, course, uh, the right weather conditions, say Goldie, no wind. You know, like, that's the place to get your PB, isn't it? Yeah. Something like that. You think you'd probably think that a lot of those guys will be planning to run Gold Coast this year, like Ryan Gregson, Ed Goddard, Tim Vincent, oh, maybe Liam, you know, but um, Liam yeah, might. Yeah. When's Paris? Because Paris is a bit less. I wonder if they'll allow him to go for a time at Goldie to qualify. That, man, that's one of my questions I regret forgetting to answer, Jack. I had it written down, but. It was going to be how long do you have before the window shuts for qualifying? Yeah, for these events, I just forgot to ask him. But yeah, I wonder when that is because it doesn't go forever, does it? They sort of shut it off at some point. They have to because they have to get your kit and everything, didn't they? Mm. <laughs> Name the squad. So, well, it's it starts on the twenty sixth of July, so probably leaving it a bit late, wouldn't it be? Well, I mean, the the track guys, it's not so bad because they can sort of. They got plenty of opportunities to try again, but the marathon is, uh, yeah, once you've had it there, you're stuffed, eh? Yeah. It's a, it's a shame that it's such a big gap between going to London in April and then, like, you got to wait to July for the Olympics. Yeah. How's your um track work going, Nathan? You pulling mm. up all right after the Tuesday sessions? Because I know you're still doing your long run Sunday. Um, and- so, long run Sunday, recovery run is Monday. About 10k, but I'm going to have to start increasing that a bit. I just got to get those extra k's in with that. But then I need to start doing that longer run on the on the Sunday, which means I'm going to have to sort of go earlier or just keep going and miss um, uh, Bright and Early Run Club. Yeah. Run. I still um, think you, you're onto something when you're doing laps around your block, you know. You, you can start anytime. Set up a little aid station at your front there, and just keep going lap after lap. You're still, yeah, that's pace. That's one thing. It is a bit hilly, but uh, I could get out there and get some k's done that way, especially with the heat. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'll have to sort of reassess and see if anyone wants to come and join me. Um, yeah. There's a few different routes I've got out there, so we, I mean, you could do. You could do thirty odd k out here, forty k, and. Uh, and not really have to run on the same road. Mm. Sorry, can we just put a bit of a public service announcement that if anyone wants to come and join us on Tuesday afternoons at the track, mm. Nudgy College, like obviously if you're in Brisbane, 
So at Nudgee College, and we sort of start about 4, eh? Yeah, so um, the best way, if you go down the Sandgate Road and you're typing St. Joseph's College, but turn in the, the, the turn in at um, GYG and Hungry Jacks. Like, uh, turn in there Rathus, and then come yeah, around yeah. by the track. You see the track then on your left and then park in that car park by. There's a big, there's a building down there. And then you can run up the hill to use the toilets. They actually are visitor, visitor toilets for non-students up at the actual where the basketball courts and everything are and the pool yeah yeah so we kick off well look get there about 3 34 o'clock and joel usually will get there he's sort of getting there for 4 30 to then just jump jump in with us so if you want to get a nice it's a good way to get there if you do get there early just get some extra k's in and run around the track or wherever and get just get some extra k's in. i like to get a nice 15 minute warm-up at least um, but I think it's definitely it's good. It's just something different to do rather than, and you can measure it well. Like if you've got one k intervals like we had on Tuesday, you know you've got it. You don't have to look at your watch. Go, oh, like I'll slow down now and just do my recover. You just you're there going round, and um, you don't really feel too much like a hamster in a wheel. You know, um, going round and round and round. But um, yeah, I just because we've always, I suppose I'm used to because we always trained on the track as kids and that didn't we so you sort of i, I actually quite enjoy going down there doing it is yeah. the warm-ups going the other way just to break it up yeah we warm up the other way and warm down i do anyway warm down the other way and i'll be running those under under armor velocity elites and they're really good to run in on the track and then i'll put my spikes on for a few sessions a few bits like the short stuff so i'm just going to look at the workout i think i don't know i'll, I'll send it see what we reckon there there's that 300 workout I quite like. There's 300s, I think 2300 meter. Maybe we'll put it on the Instagram page what the session's going to be and and the address and all that. And then anyone's welcome. If you want to come and join in, yeah, come, come for a run. Yeah, it's good. We had to, we had, and uh, there was what one, two, four of us doing the same, all the same, um, 1K intervals. So it's nice when you've got like a group of you all doing the same thing. So uh, obviously Taz was just smashing us all. He's uh, young kids. He's on, he's on fire. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's looking fit. Eh? Yeah. So there's what. So then uh, these sessions, I've got sixteen of them for the sixteen weeks of training. But um, well, I'm just picking different ones just to try them out. Um, but uh, session number thirteen is twenty by three hundred meters with a sixty second gap in between so you could just jog that 100 meters start again on the bend where we start i reckon what pace are you supposed to run at like marathon pace or 10 no, though that pace session track session i'll, I'll just tell you because if that's session 13 session 13 uh, it doesn't say i'd have to actually has track sessions, training zones, training zones explained, uh, intervals track session, 80 to 95% zone five. Um, oh, so that's going to put me in at a pace of about 345, 330 to 345 a K. The 2300s, shit, pretty hard. Be like the biggest workout on the plan, probably. 
yeah so that they're, they're all um that's the interval track sessions so i think that'd be all right i think that's that's doable i'll have to work out how long it, what that is on my pace chart i'll do that now now you're getting quicker that that probably feel comfortable 108 that is i've already got it written down 108 to 300 meters whilst we're on the subject of um getting people involved in running fast we're going to enter a team into the world beer mile <laughs> champs, which is at the Nanda Criterium. It's on the 17th of December. Uh, you can, I think it's non-alcoholic beer and you got to run, uh, it's, you need a team of four and each person's got to run 400 meters. So we're going to enter, a, try and get a few teams together. Will they have a prize you think for like mixed team and then all female, all male? Oh, I'd say so. I think it'd be like the on running night, like mixed team and like the relay that we did there. Remember we won the, um, yeah. Like the Striders won the mixed relay that time. That was bloody good. And the, the, the thing is, it doesn't, you don't all need to be great runners because you, if you can down a beer quick, that's going to save you quite a bit of time. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I'm pretty shit at sculling. Like, can any of you, can you yeah, down a beer? I can do a can of beer quick. Randy beer. Can you skull though, Steve? Like, can you just yeah. down? I get down. It, beer, it, it tastes like, like, like beer, but it's just like an electrolyte drink, isn't it? Yeah. Not alcoholic, but just like um, Matilda's going to have trouble. But we just have to see what if we do a mixed team or we just mix it up. I reckon, like, you have a couple of mixed teams, a couple of, you know. Yeah, so, jump in too. Try out the Salcone shoes. Get yeah. there and um. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I reckon that, they'll add that, onto, of, um, add that onto your day and go try some shoes. I'm pretty sure you're allowed to go for a run in them and stuff. So we do the beer mile in. Try the endorphin pro. Yeah, give them back covered in beer and spew. Yeah, I've never, I've, <laughs> I've actually never worn a pair of Sacconis. I don't ever think. Oh, yeah, I feel much the same. They're still a light shoe. They're real, really light in comparison to weight, but they just feel. I feel Nike's aesthetics, like the shape of the Nikes is the way Nike want them to look, whereas these come across more as a general shape, same as your everyday trainer. Yeah. Um, they, they, they're they a good shoe. I think that's, this iteration, the third series is pretty good. A lot of feedback from that. That's how the Tarkine feels. Like it just feels comfortable on your foot. Mm. Yeah. Like it's not designed to look good. It just it's designed for just to feel really nice. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like they're just a, it's a general looking shoe that does the job. There's still a carbon plate. You can get a TPU plate. I think that pro elite, I think it's called the um, pro elite, the elite one. They're around $379. So chuck them on for five seconds and have a feel. But um, I think Nike sort of go for the look too. Not so much the look, but the aesthetics of the shoe is obviously something they're doing that they feel is designed to help with the speed. Like they got the little heel tab on them. Things like that, that the other shoes all miss. But yeah, obviously they have, they're onto something of their own to help with the propulsion and whatever. So I think the issue at the moment is trying to find a shoe that doesn't have a plate in it that you can use as a daily trainer. I think ASICs are fine because ASICs have got loads of those. But if you want to go to different other brands like Nike, you've got the Invincibles, which are like wearing bricks. Uh, the Vomero 17 is meant to be okay yeah. but the, the nike if you're a nike fan then they've got good plated shoes but race shoes but when you're out of that it's you know 
I think I'm on a winner. I picked those Triumph 20s that I showed you on the show a few weeks back, and they are awesome. I did a 20-20 park run in them, 20 minutes 20, um, and they're just an mm-hmm. everyday trainer. Uh, good stack height. No, no plate. plate. No plate. It's yeah. just the, the foam that they have. Like a, They call it like a, a foam. It says on the website, whatever you put in, it puts back. It gives you back. So it's just a trainer. But they're designed for the everyday use and longer runs. You know what I mean? That's what it comes mm. up on the website. Yeah. But it says also can be um, used as a tempo shoe. So, you know, you're not going to get your full speed out of them, but I got 20 minutes, 20 out of them coming off injury at Parker. Yeah. So I was pretty stoked with that. And that's, I think, the hard thing. You know, like on Sundays, I've been running in the Alpha Fly 2s just because I know we're going to go a fair old whack. So I want to be able to keep there, which is good. It's all right. It's still good for you. Even though the shoe is helping you, your still body's having to move at that pace. Um, But if you want a daily trainer which doesn't have a plate, doesn't, that still allows you to go quite fast. I think. You know, like if you're onto a winner, if life for you, you found that right shoe. But I've been finding it a little bit difficult to find a good training shoe that's not doesn't make me go too slow, but I feel that I can still have a good crack at park running and yeah. not feel like I'm getting slowed down with bricks on my feet. Mate, yeah. Pegasus, Pegasus Turbo, mm-hmm. I can give them a whirl. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people say those new ones are next nature. Pegasus turbo or whatever pegasus next nature they're all very similar they reckon they're more of a standard shoe shape without the tpu they just rely on the zoom phone well i'm going to wait for the vomero 17s when they come on offer yeah if they do that's what i love what size are you nath 12 and a half i'm a us 12 12 so you're one yeah i'm a 13 so pretty much i can order any shoe and they're 13 13 but these are 13. I'd love to be able to give them to you and just say, give them a go, but you can't do that. That's what we're talking about, shoes. It'd be yeah. cool that you could just say, hey, try these. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they're, I, I want to win. I almost, almost went and bought another pair. That's how interested I am. They had them for 119. They dropped them to 95 bucks from 249. Oh, but I went back in. Uh, they had my size, and the next minute they didn't. So obviously uh, they- You must have got the last pair. Yeah, there's one there at the moment. It's a 10 and a half. That's all they got left. Where was that? Uh, just now before we pod- potted, I was having a look up at the school. $95 they had them. Cheap hours, but yeah. I definitely, after these are destroyed, I'd still go and buy the current version on. I know that you read it up and it says just change the upper, and that's all they've done. Kept exactly the same foam. The, the sole rubber looks the same. So I think maybe I've never even heard of them till just recently. So if that's the 20 and the 21, where did they come from, you know? So maybe they've just been around for a while and they finally nailed it with the the third series of the Endorphin series. That's basically the rubber and everything, the foam from them, but with no plate. So it feels exactly the same. I'll tell you one thing with the latest shoes, the gusseted tongue. You know how you used to have the tongue issues? You put the tongue in and tie them up and the tongue would go whichever way it wanted to by the end of it. The new ones, they're how they sit is how they are. You just put your foot in, tie the laces up. You don't have to worry about any of that yeah. shit anymore. Almost don't even need to tie the laces up, eh? It's good, eh? It's like a yeah. soft fit. Is that does that make sense? Oh uh, yeah, it's my. I love that too. On especially on the um, alphas, I could probably take the laces out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's I, I reckon good. the same. I just do the laces up so they don't come undone. They're not even tied up tight. Yeah, but um, same, it's yeah. weird because yeah. the laces are just flapping around across the top of the foot, and someone said, "Oh, your shoes are loose." And <laughs> like, you don't even have to tie them. You just Tying yeah. them up so the laces don't go anywhere. 
but that's probably one of the coolest things in the last few years all the shoes have taken that on board that's like a, a sock system and the ones that don't have that sock fit they've got the gusseted tongue so the tongue's attached to the side so it can't move left and right it just sort of fits and that's how the same same effect i guess but even the trail shoes have done that now yeah mate one more relay that we've got to mention we're going to enter a team for this the uh, 800 relays at the Masters, Brisbane Masters Athletics, 20th of January, four by 800. So if you know four yeah. people, put a team in. So we've got some, uh, well, there'll be loads of competition out there anyway, but yeah, we're going to have a crack. And you don't need to be a member of any club to run that. You can just to rock up and pay. I think you just got to just got to pay like your team entry. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Now, when you've done, like, you're a member of clubs anyway, Steve, aren't you? Like Striders. Is that the only one you're a member of? Like, yeah. yeah but that, that gets you your QA membership so you can run on the track and, and all that shit. Yeah. 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 You, well, yeah. You just have to pay an extra 12 bucks, don't you, for the, the QA membership, I think, on top. Oh, well, when, I th I'm pretty sure when you renew your yearly membership, the QA part is in it. In it. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and that is that qualifying you for the masters as well? Yeah, but every time I've run at masters, I've just like entered on the day, so I've just literally filled yeah. out a bit of paper and just paid, and then you yeah. can just do whatever you want like that. It's so laid back, that's why I sort of always say to people, um, come out and have a run if you're over 30, you have a go because it's so chilled, yeah. And I, I mean, 30, even if I you thought it was 40. Huh. Nah, and I think it's ridiculous, but a master is over 30. There you go. But they're not checking age. Like you could be like, I'm sure I've seen like kids running out there. Like that, if mm. you want to have a run, they're like, yeah, jump in. Yeah, cool. So it's very, um, very laid back, but you still get official timing and all that. You still got to put like a hip number on and a, mm. you know, chest one on your number. chest just for the officials so they can see who's. Yeah you know, one yeah. and what position you're and in. And they're not always at, sometimes they're at UQ, aren't they? And sometimes they're out at uh, QSAC. Um, so. Yeah, I think Masters is like 99% at QSAC and then maybe the odd one here. And there. I think they do one down the Gold Coast, one at the uni, but it's mostly yeah. at um, QSAC. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You asked me about pace the other week for me, um, GC25, Steve, when we run together. I had a bit of a thought about it. Like my P, PB for half marathons at one, uh, 418 average. And I think the GC30 I did was 431. So somewhere around that or better would be good. Somewhere in between those two numbers. Um, I'd be very happy if I could break sort of 430 average. But um, Yeah, that'd be good for the weather and considering your injury and that. Yeah, I think 430 is a good number given... If, Imagine it's going to be a day, something like today. It's going to be humid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the mornings are humid, eh? It's so bad. It don't feel like bad, but as soon as you start doing something, the sweat just pours out and you're yeah. working outside in the humidity and I'm inside in the humidity. I don't think any any of it's better than the other. It's just nah. it's, it's just terrible. But yeah, I'd be happy with that. I think somewhere around 4.30 average or better. So. Cool. Yeah. So you got everything. You've been in prepared for your training's been all good you you know anything yeah yeah we're actually staying down there we we um got a place for 
I think it roughly 270 bucks for the night from Saturday through to check out on Sunday. So you don't have to worry about getting there on the day. And it's only a few Ks away from the start line. So um, don't have to worry about the, trying to drive down there on the day and get a park and all that sort of stuff. So that's one thing less that we have to worry about. Me, Sam, Hyam and his little training mate, Sam Allen, the one that's um, doing his, this will be his first. He only just run his first half marathon the other day at Brighton early, two Sundays ago. Um, and he's going to be doing the 25K. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Um, wow. Yeah, he's in, he's in ripper form. He's only been running for a few months, really, like all up, I think about four or five months. So I remember running with him a few months ago. And I said, how long have you been running for? And he goes like six, probably like 60 days. <laughs> when you can talk, I've been running for days, not months or years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, I think um, the three of us, we're doing the 25K and Sam's doing, Sam Himes doing the 50. So I'm not sure. Yeah, He's on track for a really good run. I think the other week he did 34Ks. He sat on race pace for 34 Ks. Um, it would have been a sub three hour marathon, the pace that he was running at. So he was talking about yeah. going out on the podcast when we had him and Taz on the other week doing sub four hours, uh, three hours, 30. Um, I think he'll get pretty close to that. Yeah. He, I think on Sunday he run with Arvey at yeah. 415 average. And I, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I haven't seen his Strava, but yeah, he was looking yeah. good when we saw him. They did. I think he said he did 11k at um, Arby's pace, which is like 410 or below, 408 average, and then he knocked back to 412 to 415s, and he said just comfortable. Mm -hmm. though. He's um must yeah, be so fit. 34k's at I think he did 412, so that's sub three hours marathon pace, and he only had like another sort of like what's that 8k 8k to go to do a marathon and, and another. 16 to do his ultra so i just said to him at that sort of pace he's definitely going to break you know three hours 30 but just by how far who knows just think how when he's um you know got really nice fresh legs tapered mm. that pace will feel so easy yeah i think he said he's only doing a couple of easy days this today and tomorrow uh, monday tuesday this week and then the rest of the week's just going to be a bit of cycling just to turn the legs over and he's going to be going in like five days with no running pretty much. So I have a feeling I might do something similar for a change just to see if that, because I normally can't stop running. I'm the same as most people that enjoy running. Trying to tape is just terrible. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's hard to stop when you... Well, that's why they have that little shake day before, because it just you gets rid of that pent up energy you know because then what happens is you you, know, you start off and think oh fuck i'm feeling really good and you go off too hard and then you just shoot yourself in the foot because you get to 30k and you're like you know yeah i had one question for you guys going back to the track stuff any reason why they do a 1500 when they already do you know four laps is 1600 meters it was never really a, I, that's an interesting question because i was yeah. thinking the other day where the 1500 meters ever came from because two laps to track 800 you think oh, i'll make it four and then one lap 400 why don't we make a, just a standard four laps? But you never really get 1,600 metres, do you, or a mile? You do yeah. get a mile, but you don't – a mile is 1,600 and, what, 10 metres? So back back yeah. when we go – if you go back through records, everything was miles, I guess. Is it, yeah. is it when they introduced metric into the I system? Know what, it's, I, don't, I don't know if it's – it's a weird one, isn't it? Well, I'm, um, 
there must be some explanation. But while uh, maybe Steve's searching that, looking um, it up now, yeah. I've got some info here just uh, on the Queensland Masters. So it's open to anyone over 30. It says, what if I'm not sure? No problem. You have several options to dip your toe in the water before registering. Join in with a scheduled training session in your area, such as Dieterborough, or you can just attend a local track meeting to have a look around. And when you feel ready, come along and compete as a visitor. You can compete three times before being required to register as a QMA member. What does it cost? Um, it's a fee for training, but registration as a QMA member currently costs $65 or $55 per, for concession per season, uh, unless you live in North Queensland. Um, and then there's uh, which that provides you with your insurance through Queensland's athletics on competition days, a track fee of $10 applies for as many events as you like to enter. So I paid $25 to enter just to do that 1500. But if you were there and you go, Oh, look, I want to do the 1500. There's a 200 meters. There's a long jump. Oh, you know, I'll give the shot put a go, whatever. Um, you can do all of those events for 10 bucks, which is great. And um uh, yeah, so that that's how you you can get involved. So that what I'll probably do is transfer my yeah I'll probably go and join uh, the Queensland Masters Association QMA because it's as like a class as a club, and that twelve dollars already paid will go towards that, um, and then just pay ten bucks every time I I um I run. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Always saying it, but if you're interested. Just shoot any of us a message or shoot the podcast Instagram page a message and we'll um, hook you up and help you get out there and have a crack. Anyone and that there, can run. There's a calendar on that site as well. Yeah. So you can go, just go to qldmasterathletics.org.au and um, there's actually coming up this Sunday, there's an 800 metres, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That is at QSAC. And there's a 5K as well. Yeah. There is a 5K at 4.50 if anyone's interested. Run or race walk. So, um, yep, and there's a 800 metres, 200. Steve, we could get you in the um, Spartan. We could get you in the high jump, mate. <laughs> yeah. to, you could vault. step over no, 140, can you? Vault. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon you got a javelin in you? Javelin throwing you nowadays? Nah, my shoulders? shoulder's too screwed, mate. I think I can only just bloody for a cricket i can't for a cricket ball properly that's what doing that javelin again which i was going to do a few years ago remember we see we were oh, meeting yeah. the track near you and doing the long jump and um i just finished my, it off i just thought that ended up where i got to the point of where i just messed up my shoulder and then i needed these to be, injections to be honest man i can throw a ball really hard and i still can but geez it pay for it the next few days eh? yeah, <laughs> yeah you'd probably be able to give that javelin a good old yeah you should give it a shot yeah, steve I did javelin in put. primary school and early high school, but yeah, sort of everything sort of pushes you to get be better at just one thing. Does that make sense? So yeah, I put everything into throwing hard. So, but yeah. All right. Anyway, so it missed it. Um, if, if I was to do that 800 this weekend, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. No, my luck this time, it'll be like storms, blinding sun again. Yeah. Mind you, 450 for the 5k, it wouldn't be that bad. Uh, yeah. easing off a bit yeah you would hope long way out of track though isn't it 5k did you, did you just discover anything about the 1500 then yeah it says origins before the olympics there was not a global standard between countries for track and field events or measurements 
However, at the first Olympics in 1896, the 1500 metres was the event selected over the mile, and it's been that way ever since, making the 1500 metres the international event of choice. There you go. So there you go. It was all down to, like, standard measurements and stuff. They just tossed the coin and went metric. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's weird, eh? Because I don't even, wouldn't even recall metric being that old, you know what I mean? So they've made 1,500 metres out of something that didn't change till 1950s and 60s here. Does that make sense? Yeah. We were still miles an hour in cars and stuff there. Yeah, when I first started my apprenticeship, there was still, like, um, some real old guys still using the inches and yeah yeah See, that's that's australia i'm pretty sure the rest of the world i don't know how that all worked out like because canada is metric and as opposed to the united states of america and they're like neighbors so i guess they just had to bring everyone together with some same distance that they could it's the same as everything else i guess yards and 100 meter sprints um 110 hurdles i think when you used to run in the early days they used to say yards you know I'd say yeah. the 110 yard race or yeah. whatever. Well, the the um the hur- hurdles is 110, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you need the extra, you need that bit of extra run up to get over the first hurdle. Yeah, but if I talk to my old boy about something, he's he sort of grew up the same as what you're saying. It's all inches and everything like that. Here's a Sparky, so everything was measuring whatever was inches. And then it all changed over. And he's, if he was talking about running or anything, he goes, oh, you know, between wickets was however many yards. Yeah. That's how he, that's how he, I would have no idea. Same as baseball in between bases is 90 yards. I have no idea what the actual distance is in meters, but that's just the common reference as an international thing, I guess. I think one meter, what is oh, 1.1 yards, isn't it? I don't know. Okay. Must so be. 90 meters yeah, it's 90, 96 centimeters or something. 90 meters would be 100 yards. Yeah, I think it's 96 centimeters for a yard. I have come across it, but yeah. But in, in terminology for sports, they just stick with whatever international, and I guess 1,500 meters just become an international distance. So it's just weird because the track's 400 and it just makes a mile, you know, four laps is a mile. So it's just. Yeah, it's strange, eh? I never really thought of it, but yeah, you're right. It is weird. Because all the other, Yeah. If you're doing the queen, if you're doing the masters as well, there won't be any twelve-year-olds to run against. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird because it's a standalone distance. Because all the other all the other distances like five k, ten k, they all have their mile reference as well. You know what I mean? So depending on where you train or run internationally, you have your distance is like twenty six point two miles or whatever it is for a marathon. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then they have the thirteen for the half. And so on and so on, but they all still end up being the same number. So whatever the miles is ends up being the twenty one point one or the twenty forty two point two. It's just that there's the mile plus the fifteen hundred don't have their own; they have their separate number. Yeah, so it's a bit of a weird one. I'll tell you what I noticed that that track on Saturdays is a lot more bounce in it. Maybe because it's a lot the warm up track for the main. I'd be interested to see how that main QSAC track is. Because um, Nudgy's quite hard, quite firm, I reckon. But in those spikes, that felt quite spongy, that um, that track. And at Nudgy, there's been a few patch-ups, yeah. which are done like, pretty bodgy. Like, they're real, like, higher than the existing track, you know. It's, like, it's, it's like been there the for 23 right. years, isn't it? Uh, it's, been a, it's been pretty well. It probably could do with being relayed. I think it's been redone a few times, though, in yeah. that. 
in that time. Well, yeah, they might get some money for it for the Olympics because someone's going to want it as a training track, aren't they? Like like the Americans had it in two thousand. So yeah, hopefully we might get one at Petrie made. Um, You're awesome. We'll uh, we'll allow some country on it, shall we, to come and train? <laughs> we'll go and hijack it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's finish off with your purchase of the week, Nate. Oh, can you believe it? After all this time. And I all succumbed. the grief you used to give me about <laughs> me doing mine. The, you know, it shows that I am willing to change my mind. I can change my mind <laughs> yeah. on things. I bought an ice bath. Like hey. little ones. Yeah, I got it for a hundred. I got it for a hundred bucks uh, delivered yeah. on Amazon. And now all I ever see in my news feeds on Insta, yeah, oh, me too. Yeah, ice baths, yeah. you know, oh, crikey. But um, I don't, I got to get a proper temp, a thermometer, I don't think that one's working properly to see the temperature is, but um, it's got, it's got, the water's pretty cold anyway when you get in it, just if you just use the water. So what I do is before I go for a run, I'm just putting, uh, I've got these bottles of water frozen in the freezer i'll just take out put it in it and it just cools it down i've been using some ice in it but it's just so bloody hot and warm you get home and you're like even after a shower you're still like just sweating so i thought it'd be just a really good way to cool down in summer um and um i actually have to say i feel quite invigorated from using it so good for your like mental I don't, I don't, you know, I start shivering. I get to about four or five minutes and I'll start to shiver. And I think, oh, maybe it's working. That's that's the idea. It's like time to get out before I. When you, when you like really get it cold, like you put like, say, if you like, I've got three bags of ice ice trays, I've got heaps of ice trays at home that I have filled up. And I'll put that in, put the lid on, put the cover on it. And then I'll go to the servo, buy three bags of ice, put three bags of ice in it. And man, it's like, it's cold and you get in there and you, you sort of go through a bit of shock. And then once the shock passes, you relax a bit and then you start shaking and then you got to try and relax. Yeah. It's not shiver. Cause once you start shivering, you almost can't stop. But then if you can do five minutes, man, you get out and mm-hmm. like, it's hard to explain to someone until you've done it at least a few times, but the, it just makes you feel real good. Like it makes you feel like you're buzzing from it. It's weird. What sort of time are you supposed to do on them? You went to the recovery center. What sort of time do they make you do? Is that... well, they recommend three minutes cold, three minutes heat, three minutes cold, three minutes heat. And what do you, do what have you been like... doing? Five minutes. Yeah, I do is like five minutes. Five minutes, straight, five minutes yeah. And then I'll like, if I've been out for a run, I might do like five minutes straight and then just jump in the shower. Yeah. But yeah, they reckon that's best to finish on cold. So it's best to get out of the cold and just let your body naturally warm up again. But, you know, when you've been in there five minutes with like, say, three or four bags of ice in it and it's you're numb, the hot shower is pretty hard to turn down. Yeah. Yeah. But, man, it definitely cools you down, though. I honestly reckon it it speeds up my recovery for any injuries. It seems to just, like with my back and that, as soon as I started doing the ice baths, it just got better. I reckon it's just a good way though, helping you cool down. I reckon it just, and then obviously that will aid recovery, but you just get so hot and you don't want to be overheating, you know, especially like, um, like going for a run, you know, five o'clock in the evening still, it's 30 odd degrees and humid, you know, you don't want to be causing any detriment to yourself. So I think if you can help yourself cool down, um, 
Actually, I was reading somewhere actually that if you've got a dog that's overheating, you shouldn't actually put them in cold water because um, they uh, they lose heat through uh, breathing. A tongue. Yeah. And so what happens is if you've got a dog that's overheating, you put them in cold water, it causes all their blood to go from their peripheries into their into the like, the main part of their body and it stops the heat from being released. So um they reckon put a dog like in an air conditioned area, um, if you can mm. to, cool, to cool them down rather than sticking them in a in a cold bath. But I think humans are a little bit different. Um I think dogs have their own opinion of that. If you ever run with a dog, the first thing they want to do is go jump in a dam or something. Jump in yeah. the water, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think their opinion on the doc, you know, the, the professional. I think it's if you have got a dog that's wrong. about to like pass out oh, yeah, from yeah. heat yeah. stroke, and that happened once when we had uh, Milo was still with us. We went for a walk, and he was so hot. I had to. He was stuffed. I had to carry him about a kilometer, and you're surprising how heavy he was. About 15 kilos that dog. So. 12 kilos or something but it's when you're carrying a dog like it's it ends up getting like quite yeah. um uh you know you get pretty fatigued from it but the poor thing he was like he was i thought he was gonna i thought we were gonna lose him he was just looked absolutely just fried i just stacked him in front of the air conditioning in the car but um you know trying to lose heat through all that fur yeah, yeah. But, yeah. poor thing Cool. Anything else? Nah. Yeah. Catches all next week. And I'll put a photo up. I'll get a. I'll put the training for tomorrow's session. I think we do those three hundreds. Eh? Let's give them a them a crack and twenty three hundreds. And I'll put the workout. Um, just so you can see it on. It might scare page. Might scare them off that. Yeah. Twenty of them. <laughs> yeah, they go quick. It's all right. My watch is. It's good. You know, like once you put it through. Um on your Garmin watch and send it to it. You don't even have to touch a button unless you want to pause it between you. Say your warm up. Now after my warm up, I just pause it to do a stretch, but then you just let it run yeah. and you don't have to look at you know, it. starts beeping at five seconds to go. So you go, right, here we go. Go. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. All right, guys. Wicked. All right, See boys. Have a good week. We'll catch you soon. And good luck to Steve at the weekend. Yeah, man. Thanks. We'll be we'll be down there get some live footage. Yeah. See, you soon. See, you, see you boys.
A twisted intelligence Extension of tolerance Dimension of flowers in my mind Stop rewind Now what the fuck did you find? Ain't nothing in here but why Subliminal messages can't Troubles behind, yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Oh, sometimes our minds play these tricks on us. Sometimes we find that our minds they climb higher than they should climb up. Our imagination can't My mind, we should find in time our minds, they will shine with the longest shine you can. Put a time on minds, show me these purple elephants, a twisted intelligence, extension of tolerance, dimension of flowers in my mind. Stop, rewind. Now, what the fuck did you find? Ain't nothing in here but why? Supplemental, I can't breathe. Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. I'm contemplating, hesitating, unexploited in my mind, 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 mind.